0: This is Barbara with a Girl Speaks Podcast. My voice, your voice. Good evening everybody. This is Barbara with the Kenna Girl Speaks Podcast. And I want to say um, Happy New Year um, to everybody. Um, It's been an awesome 2022, and so now we're into 2023. So I'm so excited um, to start this next year's journey uh, on the Canter Girl Speaks podcast. But on this evening, um, we have a guest on this evening that um, I'm going to introduce to you. And her name is Miss Temez, or Miss T. (laughs) <laughs> and she is the the CEO, I'm say CEO that works for me. of the Eagle's Nest Play and Learn Learning Center. Yes. And so I'm gonna have her um, talk to you about um, the learning center and give you all the uh, you know, all the information about it. But I wanna say welcome. Thank you. Thank you for being on the Cannon Girl Speaks podcast. So why don't, you, why don't you tell the listening audience about who uh, Miss T is?
1: Okay, um, <laughs> give well, us a
0: little insight on who you are. A little insight,
1: okay. <laughs> uh, get ready because it's a lot. Um, well, I wear many hats. Okay, obviously I'm a, I'm a mom. Okay,
0: that's um, the mom first. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Wife, an educator, early childhood advocate, a small business owner. And most of the people in this community know me as Miss T, either through Course can ISD or through the Eagle's Nest. Okay. But actually, a lot of people really don't know that teaching is my second career. I've only been in education for 13 years uh, prior to teaching. I worked for a little company. You might have heard of Blockbuster Video. Okay.
0: Blockbuster. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. We
1: remember Blockbuster. (laughs) And that's
0: telling telling our age. I know. I know. (laughs) And I have a birthday this
1: month, so it's like, Ugh. But um yeah, I worked for Blockbuster. I, when I got out of college, I went right in, landed what I thought was my dream job at 23. Loved working at Blockbuster. The perks were amazing. My job, I was in visual merchandising. Um I managed um the product that went into Hispanic Latino stores and African American stores. So worked with getting the product in those right demographics. I did that for seven years. Okay. By the time I was 30, I was pregnant with my second son, Matthew. And it was February of 2006. I'll never forget it. I got the pink slip, as did all my colleagues. Oh, wow. And I didn't know what I was going to do because that was what I thought. This is my dream job. Like, how could this happen to me? And now I'm I'm pregnant. Mm -hmm. I'm about due. So I had my son in April and then spent the last part of spring and summer just enjoying being a mom. I had a three-year-old and a baby. And I thought, what can I do? And I thought, well, I'll just go back into the business world. A lot of my friends who worked at Blockbuster got jobs with Michael's, um, Starbucks, and I I didn't want to move anywhere to these corporate locations. So on my mom's side of the family, they are teachers Mm -hmm. from Austin all the way down to the border of Texas. And so I thought, I'm going to try the teaching thing. And on my dad's side of the family, I am the first generation college graduate. Um, My dad's from Mexico and he came over to this country. My, my, my grandmother was an entrepreneur um, with no education, and she worked hard and hustled. She was one of my inspirations. And seeing that hustle, I knew I could combine the two at some point. So I went to Texas a and in commerce. I commuted there oh, wow. for three years with two kids, oh, wow. a baby and a toddler, but I did it. Mm-hmm. I finished. I was like probably the only 30-year-old in a lot of these classes and a mom with these 18 and 20-year-olds. I couldn't go and hang out with them because I had to go pick up my kids. <laughs> but um, I finished and graduated by the time I was 33 and got my first job as a teacher working um, in Terrell, Texas. Mm. I taught Head Start there. And that was that job assignment is what led me on my path where I'm at today. I worked with some amazing teachers there in Terrell. My families were amazing. It was such a great experience there. And I did leave to go teach in the district where I was living with mm-hmm. my family in Mesquite. Oh, okay. So we were in Mesquite and started teaching there and had another baby. And by the time she was getting to four, I thought, you know what? I'm tired of this public school teaching. Yeah. And, you know, they were <clears> restricted <throat> my hands a lot on certain things. And it's just, you know, public school. So I left. I told my husband I'm going to quit and open a preschool in my house, and he's like, "What?" <laughs> um, we converted the garage, made it into a preschool, and I'm fortunate enough to have family um, in construction. My dad is a general contractor, so he did it like it felt like overnight, mm. but I know it took a few months. And so I opened Busy Bee Preschool. Um, so Miss T was in Mesquite Busy Bee Preschool. I had a full load. I had a wait list. It was amazing but I wanted a little more. Mm. So I looked around and I couldn't afford, I didn't have, I didn't qualify for grants and other resources. I didn't have the funding, didn't have the money for loans to actually build or find a place to rent. And the rent was outrageous at that time in Mesquite, especially in downtown where I wanted to have a center. So luckily I went to my husband and said, hey, let's sell the house and let's build a school. (laughs) and he was like um okay <laughs> <laughs> he has, has supported me like 120% like he's like okay let's sell the house we're going to move everybody i didn't inform my kids what we were actually doing until they saw the for sale sign on oh. the y- in the yard and they were you know i'm going to miss my friends mm-hmm. so moving here we had some struggles um because we don't know anybody in this area Yeah, and
0: so you how did you ch- how did you choose this area
1: i chose it because um, every fall, we go to A&M uh-huh. for football games down here in College Station. And one day, we stopped to eat at Collin Street Bakery. And we're like, oh, it's so nice here. And I came downtown, or we came downtown, and we fell in love with this downtown area. And I was like, this is where I want to live. This is amazing. It seemed like such a nice community. Mm. And we actually went the opposite direction on 287 and went towards the lake. And we ended up finding some land. And literally... The following week, we closed on an acre and a half on the water. And wow. we were like, oh, this is so much fun. We're going to live here when we retire. Yeah. And I did not know two years after we purchased that property, we were just going to sell everything. We sold our furniture, everything to make it work out here. So we moved out here sooner than we had expected. Oh, okay. Which my kids were like, wait, you, you said that was for when you were old and retired. <laughs> I'm like, no, sorry. My dream is now to... To be here because it was affordable in New County. Mm -hmm. Like I could afford the property. Um, So when we moved here officially, um, enrolled the kids into Mildred ISD. It was a culture shock for them because it was was so much smaller. Mm -hmm. And um, but they made it work after a couple of years. (laughs) Not complaints anymore. But um, I couldn't find Property, I thought I could find the land like I found the first piece of property for us to build a home. I thought it'd be easy to find land to build my school. Well, it wasn't. So I immediately got a job with Corsicana ISD, started teaching with the district. And then a piece of property fell on my lap. And the following year, we started building. I designed the building. So when I worked for Blockbuster, I did work a little bit in AutoCAD, helped design some stores. So I kind of have experience in that. So yeah. my dad says, all right, what do you want? So I sketched it up. Drew it up and said, here you go. And he built me my school.
0: <laughs> so what so what is the basis? What is the curriculum on your school? Tell us. Tell them Tell them about your school.
1: Well, being a certified teacher, I have a lot of experience in writing curriculum. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually don't buy curriculum because to me, it's that cookie cutter yeah. that I really was trying to get away from. And my first year at the Eagle's Nest, I did a lot of observation that year with my students. I observed I've never taught in such a rural school. So I didn't school area. So I thought, well, what are my kids into out here cuz I don't know. They ta- taught me about hunting oh, and wow. fishing and crawdads and all <laughs> kinds of stuff. Like, that's not a snake hole, that's a crawdaddy hole. I'm like, "What's that?" And kids would pull them out of the- Oh my god. Like, wow. oh. like, "Put that back." <laughs> and um so I gained a lot of experience from them as well. So I tailored and changed my curriculum. Um, I used a scope and sequence that I wrote myself initially as a pre-K teacher, we would teach by themes, like, mm-hmm. oh, this is fairy tale theme yeah. week, or you know, yeah. oh, this is the first week of school, so it's all about pre-K or all senses, all five senses week. Well, now I'm going, I'm in my second full year of the preschool program at the Eagle's Nest. I've changed all that, and I now teach by seasons. Okay. So we're currently in the winter season. So we're learning about constellations, about moon phases, about the stars. We're talking about animal habitats. What do the animal habitats look like here in Navarro County? Oh,
0: okay.
1: What birds are we going to see this winter? What, what, what do they look like? You know, and we have a bird feeder and we have a garden. And so we get to see these different wildlife on our property because the school's built on an acre, but we have six additional acres for hiking oh, and learning wow. and climbing trees. And the kids know what poison ivy looks like. They know what the trees look like in winter. They know what they look like in the different seasons. So I teach based on seasons because we are A nature classroom. Okay. Um, So, which makes us very different and unique in the area. We are the 37th certified nature school classroom in the state of Texas. Wow. And we've kept that certification for two years, and we'll be recertifying this spring. So, what that means is we teach nature conservation along with, hey, let's get you ready for school. Yeah. A B C. One
0: two three. Yeah. So do you? So do you have a lot of parents um, enrolling their kids in the program?
1: Yes. And we are hosting an open house in February. We are inviting those that are currently on the wait list to come and actually see the center, meet the staff, explore outside, explore indoors. Is this something where you want to put your child in? Because we're very different. You know, we explore the earth. We play with it with our hands, our fingers, our toes. We'll take our rain boots off. And just play in the dirt. Mm -hmm. And so kids will sometimes go home dirty. I mean, we try our best to clean their hands and their faces (laughs) and everything. But they're going to have mud and stuff on their clothes because we're engaging in that nature play. And so, unfortunately, our wait list is pretty long. Oh, wow. Which is great for the business. But I'm sad that I can't enroll everybody Everybody, on my wait list. But we, our youngest Our youngest student on the wait list is about three months old. Oh, wow. They have several years to go before because we start at three years old. And so, like, I get calls like, oh, I need a spot today. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm full through 2024. But, you know, it just depends. So, yeah, I mean, people are now, compared to when I first opened my doors, I had three students. Yeah,
0: so now the word has gotten out and just because of the curriculum that you're teaching. and Because that means that you have, people are paying attention. You know, they're wanting their kids to be probably exposed to different things besides, like you said, the cookie cutter type of curriculum. So where do you see yourself in the next, you know, 10 years?
1: Well, I am really hoping that I can expand a little bit more. Um, I'm working on trying to open kindergarten. Okay. And I'm looking at, again, being such a small center. um, I don't I'm hitting that wall again where I don't qualify for grants. So it's going to take a couple of years for me to save and, I want to open kindergarten okay. there. So that's kind of where I see myself. I don't see myself having another center somewhere else. Yeah. It's just going to be where I'm at there. We have the space. We have the land. I just need a little bit more time. But we're looking at opening kindergarten and having a separate building. We did get a yurt donated from a local family. I'm so excited. What is that? Oh, <laughs> that is like a large tent okay, canopy that we're going to install for additional learning outdoors. Okay. And that on those... Cold, rainy days, we can still go inside the yurt and we'll have, you know, books and resources in there. That's just another teaching space. But we're still outdoors. Okay, not necessarily indoors, because we spend on average three hours a day outdoors. learning. So
0: how many how many students do you have in your program?
1: So I built my center to be small so that it's intentional and that I could reach because being a classroom teacher. It was hard to reach every kid in my yeah. class and I was by myself, yeah. you know? So here we have a staff of four. We have 28 students enrolled. I'm oh, wow. licensed for 32, but I don't want to hit that number just yeah. because I want to keep, again, I have enough staff for us to help and training my staff because they they came from daycare. Some yeah. did. And I mean, I keep telling them, I was like, we're all licensed yeah. under childcare licensing, all of us. But we, I run my my program just different. We yeah. are August to May. We're closing this summer so that we can get our trainings done. Yeah. We're closed for spring break, we're closed for winter break. So we run kind of like a school and at the same time, you know, we are a childcare program. Yeah. But to get them out of the mentality of just like you're not just watching them play all day long, you're engaging in conversations like, "Oh, what are you playing here?" My teachers go in and play with the students okay. and help build that imagination because that's so important as well as the critical thinking and problem solving. It's so awesome to hear kids have discussions. We're like, well, when's it going to be my turn? I really want to have a turn. Yeah. Okay, well, can you just give me like a minute? Okay, I'll wait. And then, okay, I'm done. It's your tr- and that minute lasts like 10 seconds. Yeah. They have no concept of time, but they're problem solving. And they're not coming over to me and saying, hey, he won't let me in there. Yeah. They're learning to solve these problems on their own. Resolve conflict is what we want. Because being a public school teacher, I saw students struggle in that area. Yeah. They didn't know how to solve problems. They were always tattling. Yeah. And so had to have a tattle phone in my classroom, <laughs> but here I don't. Yeah. So it's great.
0: Yeah. So um, I know that you say sh- that you have a waiting list. So how mm-hmm. can parents get a hold of just if, if they just want to ask questions about oh, the program? Oh,
1: sure. They can call me. <clears throat> they can Google the Eagles Nest Play to Learn Center, and I come up on Google. My phone number is on there. Um, it's 903-519-1837. If you want to call me directly, um, I... I may not be able to add them to the wait list or maybe I can, but I always try to refer them to someone in town. And then I also like to share with parents like, Hey, these are the kinds of questions you need to be asking when you are calling around. Just don't ask for a space or how much is it? These are questions you need to be asking a provider because it's, you know your kid spends a lot of time there.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so is there anything else you want to share with the the those that are listening on the podcast?
1: Yes. Um. So, my goal this year for 2023 is to offer parent workshops, and parent workshops are just for parents to come and learn new, new strategies on how to deal with behaviors. It doesn't mean that you're you know you're a bad parent or you lack. It's just like me when I go to trainings as a teacher. I'm not a bad teacher. or I don't lack in areas. I, I'm going to learn new things yeah. and add things to my toolbox. So parent workshops, I think, are important. And I want to be able to provide that as a, a provider in, te- in our county here in Navarro. And so I have a workshop coming up January 12th at 530 at the Eagle's Nest. I've had some local small businesses donate prizes for door prizes. Okay. Call Street Breakeries um, supplying some sweet treats. So I'm so gracious for those small businesses I've reached out to. Yeah. They're like, yes, we love what you're doing. Here's this for a door prize. So it's it's going to be my first of 2023. I'm hoping to ha- have one per quarter. Okay. And it, any parent of young children is invited. It doesn't matter if you're with me at the Eagle's Nest. If you're somewhere in town and want to come, my door's open. Okay.
0: Well, Miss T, I want to say thank you for coming on the Cat and Girl Speaks podcast. Now, I always give my guests an opportunity to give the shout outs, so why don't you go ahead and give your shout outs?
1: Okay. Well, I'm going to give my shout outs to my husband, of course, because, like I said, he's my biggest supporter, and also to my dad for being my rock and my staff. I could not run it successfully without the ladies that I have working with me. They're all amazing. And everything that they do and they've been so supportive and understanding and learning new things, being open to learning new things. So shout out to Miss Kerime, Miss Hannah, and Miss Fabiola.
0: Okay. Well, that's awesome. Well, y'all um you've heard it from her, you know, the <laughs> Eagles Nest Learning Center. And so I'm I'm excited for you and I know that um, you're doing a fantastic job with our young people. And so y'all look y'all look her look up, you know, y'all look her up, you know, because she's doing some great things down there in Mildred, Texas. And with that being said, I want to say thank you always for supporting the Cannon Girl Speaks podcast. I look forward to a a new year uh, here on the Cannon Girl Speaks podcast. Have a safe evening and we'll talk to you soon. Good night. This is a Legacy Recording Studio production.